0: Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to our Pioneer Series of the Curtain Call podcast. For those of you who are theater, entertainment, and live events professionals, head over to curtaincallonline.com. Check out our new platform. Sign up, build out your profile, start getting found for work. But more on that later. For now, it's our Pioneer Series. We're gonna be highlighting the companies that are getting the live events industries back to business and who've been supporting the freelancers and professionals that found themselves unable to make a living in the sector due to the pandemic. Andrew Bishop is a fascinating first guest. I do mention in this episode that I could have spoken with him for another hour or two, and that is the truth. He has amazing stories that only scratch the surface of his experience in the live events sector. Having bought Carl'sbro and turned it into a success, was then caught out by the financial crashes in the odds. but as a testament to his drive and passion, he was convinced to set up his own company, Bishop Sound, and he hasn't looked back. We sat down together in separate rooms, as is the normal thing to do these days, to chat about why and how he got into the industry, his supporting the industry through WeMake Events, and the road to recovery, and, and more, and more, and more. Have a listen. We have to begin, Andrew Bishop, by saying this has been in the offing for quite some time, hasn't it? (laughs) Yes, um, it
1: has. And um, I'm really, really pleased that we've managed to carve out some time
0: to speak together today. Absolutely. So we like to start um, most podcasts with origin stories, and Bishop Sound's been around for quite some time, but where did. Bishop Sound come from? How did Andrew Bishop start in this industry?
1: I purchased Carl'sbro Sound for a pound at the end of uh, 1999, early part of 2000. Um, Carlsbrough started making speakers and amplifiers for live performance back in 1959. And um, it's swan song really was... Um, in the uh, late 2007, 2008, when unfortunately the last speakers were manufactured and sold, we got wiped out by the infamous credit crunch. When Lehman Brothers went down, HSBC, <clears throat> bless their cotton socks, decided they wanted all their money back overnight. <laughs> but but during, during the time that I was custodian of the brand or caretaker of the brand we took it from losing half a million on a 900,000 pound turnover up to a turnover of around 5 million, um, very profitable. So we were going great guns, making PA equipment, names like Marlin, Cobra. All of this was the, the bedrock of a lot of early bands in the 60s PA system. In fact, the Rolling Stones played on a 100 watt PA system at Eltham Swimming Baths in 1964, That's and that insane. was a Carlsbro 100 watt head, and um, you know it was a great event allegedly. Um, so that that brought me into a, a, a business which was extremely passionate about the quality of sound, about British sound, and a heritage
0: going back to the late 50s. That's fantastic, and that that is an interesting way to end an introduction because there is a British sound. There is a, a U.S. sound, isn't there? There's a, there are different sounds that come out of different regions. Was that something that always fascinated you before getting into it?
1: Yes, it did. But I was educated by people far more, um, ed- well educated than me. They, 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 they were brought up in, in sound in the Midlands in, in, in Moundsfield and Nottinghamshire. And, um, I was sat down one day by Gary Brooks and he said, right, I'm going to play you through all the different sounds. So he played me an American sound, which was awfully toppy with a lot of bass and not a lot going on in the middle. And then he asked me to pick out various instruments. And I said, well, I'm sorry. So the acoustic guitars that allegedly were in the track, I couldn't hear in that sound shape or pattern. And speakers in America allegedly are voiced with a lot of top and a lot of bottom because that's the sound they like. Yeah. In Germany, the sound is extremely clinical, almost too clinical for the British ear, where we find it a little bit um, too sharp, but not necessarily high pitch, but sharp. In China, bless them, they're all brought up with Beijing opera and the pentatonic scale. And so they very much like the high notes and their, their ears are very much tuned to high frequencies. Yet the British sound I often describe as grandma's gravy it's a it's a it's a a warm (laughs) rich inviting sound which is pleasing to the ear and what i say to all the people is it's not about volume it's about the quality of sound and making sure that if you're listening to tracks like hotel california you can pick out every single guitar and every single instrument and if you go to a live gig and you close your eyes you're able to pick out every single instrument that's being played on the stage and 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 that for me is the definition of live sound a warm rich welcoming feeling which doesn't hurt the ears and that is the british sound that is
0: so cool i mean uh, that is the the coolest thing i've heard for a long long time and i can't wait i can't wait to get my son jack uh, to listen to that because he'll be fascinated by it i'd like to ask you how you when you bought callsbro um, cabinet or the, the business that made the the heads in the cabinets. Yeah. What was it that you wanted to kind of push on from there or, or, or move into a new space? You obviously had a clear, um, vision of what sound vision, what sound would be, what the cabinets would be. What, what kind of drove you in those early days to kind of make a name for a Bishop Sound and, and how you wanted to push on from what you had bought? Well, in the days of Carlsbro.
1: um, when I bought Carlsbro, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I did own a Carlsbro speaker when I was about eighteen years of age, and I had used Carlsbro equipment at school in the seventies. Uh, I was born in nineteen sixty, so so, and I'd seen a lot of stingrays and various other things. So I was aware of the brand. Um, but I, I, I'm not from an electronics background. I made my first speaker when I was 12, but that was just at home. And then I went on to be a DJ. Um, but I'm not an electronics engineer. And I I, I I, make that very clear. But I was gifted in that when I bought Carlsbro, I went round to see everybody. And I won't mention all the names. They know who they are. And asked them how they would run the business, given where Carlsbro is. And I had some tremendous advice. And I wrote to every customer in the first week that I took ownership in January and asked all the customers if they'd be kind enough to buy something and also tell me what I should be making. And by asking the customers what Carlsbro should be doing, rather than assuming that Carlsbro should do this and do that, yeah. that set us off on a good footing. We we. We got lots of orders. We got lots of product requirements. And I, I believe that if seven out of 10 people are asking for the same thing, then we should make it. But I, I went off and did consultancy um, when I lost carsbro because I was devastated, heartbroken and devastated mm. with, with being, you know, wiped out. I lost the business. Uh, it was, I had to sell the brand to a Chinese company, which broke my heart and I had to say goodbye to some, fantastic people but fortunately i was able to try and find jobs for a lot of them and many of them are still in the industry amazing but but i went off and did consultancy for five or six years and it wasn't until 2015 when i was in a bar in nigeria doing some business for another well-known brand and they said didn't you used to own carlsboro i said yes yes he said well can you make some of those twin 15s i said well no i don't i don't make speakers anymore that's so that's history and he said, well, look, we'll order a 40 foot high cube container. We'll pay you $50,000 now if you make them. But the two rules are, one, you have to put the British flag on the front. And two, you have to call it Bishop Sound. I said, no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going back. I said, with all due respect, it was painful for me to lose everything I had before. I don't really want to start making speakers again. And But anyway, the, the, that's the history. So. Bishop Sound comes from a, uh, a couple of uh, gentlemen in the industry in um, from Nigeria uh, in a, in a hot, small hotel stroke bar. Uh, and uh, we started it off and then it's just gone from strength to strength in the UK, but also globally.
0: I love that story, Andrew. I mean, I, I knew a bit about it, but just listening to it, I, I love a story of resilience, of seeing an opportunity, taking it and y- you've, you've run with it. You've made a success of it. I've seen... I've seen your, your wares finally at um, when I got to see you in person at Plaza because um, we'll talk about the last few months um, and they're beautiful. They're, th- you do beautiful things and a great team around you. I would like to, I met you on the We Make Events call and we've had uh, some people on the, we, on the podcast before from We Make Events from Plaza we make events being the organization that uh suppliers, freelancers, you know, put together to to help support people in the and both freelancers and suppliers in the live event space during the pandemic and to help them get through it. You're an integral part of that. Can you tell me why it was so important to you to be involved in, in this movement and, and how when people came together, it was uh it was just something that you felt you needed to get onto to, was it survival or was it support or was it a mix of the two or can you just take me through, you know, what happened at the beginning of the pandemic with you joining, we make events and then all of the, we'll, we'll get it about, we'll get to some of the things that you have done during the last uh, 18 months to raise money, but how important was for you to, to make sure that you were part of the. I don't know, the sounding board of the industry to make sure that everyone was protected and helped? Um, <clears throat>
1: I guess we were getting cries for help from our customers and friends um, in the the autumn of uh, the first lockdown. And um, we really got involved with We Make Events because... I believed that it was only by working together, everybody coming together as one and talking to the politicians and educating the politicians to the plight which many of our close friends, customers, engineers, manufacturing partners, suppliers were all feeling. And so I got I rang Peter Heath because I, I previously was a, a board director of Plaza anyway. So we were, we were massively um, supportive of the work of Plaza and all the people that are there. Um, and we immediately, I immediately said to Peter, look, what can I do to help? And he said, well, let's get you involved with We Make Events and let's get you involved with Duncan Bell and let's get you in the politics team. So I worked with Brian and Duncan and a number of other people that we know to lobby government, not in a nasty way or a, a aggressive way, but to just sure. say to them, look, um, this is us, this is what we do. You know, when you stand up at your conference, Rishi, because he's our local MP, he's only 20 miles up the road. When you, when you stand at your conference and you go to that microphone, do you realise just who makes that happen for you and who <laughs> m- ensures that there's no interference or upset and that you're heard clearly not only in the room but globally and 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 by having those conversations they suddenly started to think about it and and so i was i was very happy to work on that and i think the the real thing for me that made me get and do even get even deeper into we make events and i try and make every every meeting is is when i got a call one friday afternoon from a guy who didn't sound right on the phone and i said to him um, are you okay? And he said, uh, not really.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, uh, and he said, um, he, I said, so you want some speakers? I've got these speakers. You can have them. That's not a problem. He said, oh, thank you, Andrew. He said, uh, you know, I truly appreciate you taking the call and speaking to me. I said, you know, that's what I'm here for. What, but you don't sound right. So talk to me. And he said, well, it's my best friend. And I said, well, what's happened to your best friend? What's the problem with your best friend? Mm. He said, well, he's 18 years of age and he was just down the road in, 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 in East London and um a record producer, DJ, v- doing so much great work. He came home uh, a couple of nights ago and his wife said um, she was pregnant and he went out in the backyard and hung himself. Oh, my Lord. The reason for the hanging was pressure. He'd lost his regular gig at the nightclub because the nightclub was shut. His music wasn't being heard that he was creating. He felt uh, left out, neglected, no one to talk to. And, and the pressure of him becoming a father on top of everything else with no regular income tipped him over the edge. Um, that's why I'm so passionate about the work of Backup and of the we make events team in the money that is raised to um you know try and give some hope or some connectivity to people that find themselves changing direction or being pushed in a direction which they don't want to go and need someone to talk to about it so so we make events is not all about a bunch of cronies you know the great and the good, you know, <laughs> chatting to each other. It, it, it's it's about the passion mm. that we share for sound and lighting and making events, and it's about the passion for the people that are involved in making that happen. The people that are on that day, looking after the sound for Rishi Sunak and making sure that his words are heard globally.
0: I love that you did that you went up to to see him didn't you go to his surgery um when he was you you go up outside the door to kind of deliver a little hello we're blessed we're blessed here that we're in a we're in a blue well
1: blessed i'm not sure whether we're blessed but we we find ourselves in a blue triangle up here in north yorkshire where you know you can't walk very far it's just blue it's just everywhere's blue and and they all work very closely together, and we speak to all of the local MPs, and we're on the we're on the sort of triangle. They're all, they're all around us, and so Rish is twenty miles away, and uh, Julian Smith's down the road, the Harrogate MPs. But it's very blue here, and um, so 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 I can talk to them. They are approachable, and yeah, I drove to see him. Sadly, um, he was called away. Um, unexpectedly by something more important than our good selves but he did read the letter he did acknowledge it he did apologize and he said look andrew whatever we can do we will do to keep live events going we we get it we get it and and it's only by nibbling away at these MPs constantly yeah. reminding them that the that the creative arts is such a such an important part of UK plc and one of our biggest exports remains music. And there's no surprises that if we if we don't put energy and effort into the people who are not academic, but are immensely creative, we wouldn't have these marvellous actors. We wouldn't have people like Ed Sheeran. We wouldn't have Adele. We wouldn't have. And, and you know, when we go around the world, as we do as businessmen and we, 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 we walk into a cafe, Wherever we are in the world, you can guarantee that Ed Sheeran will be playing at some point, and 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 Adele will be playing at another. Yeah. And so you know, there are you know amazing people, but they come from a creative background, not necessarily academic. And it's up to the academics to support the creatives, and the creatives to help the academics. And if we do that, we work in harmony, regardless of COVID nineteen. And once we're in harmony and we're firing on all cylinders, boy. British sound
0: really sings tr- through. Absolutely, Andrew. Absolutely. So, Andrew, you've you've run some events, managed some events to help raise money, raise awareness for what you've just talked about. Can you take me through some of your your favorite moments and what you've done recently to to bring awareness and um, how how everything you're doing in Bishop Sound's name is just is just supporting the industry?
1: There are so many favorite moments. Um, and it would be wrong to pick out one highlight but as a retired dj um i was introduced to the twitch platform um during we make events and realized the power of twitch because mm. it the bedroom djs and all the major djs that couldn't actually tour were, were appearing on twitch and earning a peppercorn living from people yeah. celebrating their art and um i have to name check dom harter from martin audio who who really was an inspiration to me with what he was doing? Um, you know, he, he, he won't like me for calling him out because he, he you know, he, he tends to hide his light under a bushel unless you're watching Twitch. On Friday afternoons at five o'clock, when he does an amazing set, plays some fantastic music, and 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 we use that to to encourage other DJs to join us to do raid to recovery, which raised a substantial amount of money for the We Make Events cohort, and and we then did a. a, a, a rave to recovery where we broadcast globally, because this is not just UK PLC. It's so cool. We went to South Africa, we went to Spain, we went to Ibiza, which was in complete darkness and we, <laughs> we, we reincarnated some, uh, some kit and played some music. And we did it all using the Twitch TV platform, which of Amazing. course is owned by Amazon. And, and with that, we raised awareness, we raised money, we raised spirits, we raised hope we raised ourselves to the challenge of bringing all the we make eventers together and saying, look, it, it's lights are important. Yes. But without a microphone, it's nothing. DJs are important. DJs are so important. They're there before most bands appear in right in working men clubs up and down the country. They fill in the gaps when they go for a pee. You know, Don't forget <laughs> the DJs. <laughs> don't forget the DJs. They're not all in nightclubs. You know, so, so, and, and it is the DJs who are very often a one-man band or a husband and wife team that, that that really did suffer. So we raise a lot of money and a lot of awareness, and we keep doing that. So on top of all the political stuff, we're still there um, pushing the T-shirts, uh, encouraging people to uh, enjoy live music in any way, shape, or form. And Twitch TV is one way of broadcasting that globally
0: in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. This is Celicia Thomas from Black Hair in the Big Leagues, part of the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Curtain Call Podcast. <laughs> I've got a couple more questions for you, Andrew. First of all, as the industry um recovers i hate we're talking about industry and recover because the industry found ways to adapt we're very resilient very adaptable industry people were having as you say they were performing on twitch and getting um uh, virtual tips as it were they were able to do virtual streaming concerts and and you know sound gear needed to be had and and learned how to adapt as we do get into more live events happening and before uh, next summer as festivals happen and everything like that, what can you see how the industry is changing sound-wise and is it, do you see a boom as people want to get back to live events because we're suffering digital fatigue or at least you're talking to somebody who is and I cannot wait to go to more concerts?
1: Yeah, um, it has changed dramatically and um, during this time, um, a lot of the engineers and a lot of the freelancers have had to look for other things. But it's very difficult for a freelancer who is passionate about sound to really have peace of mind driving for Morrisons. It, 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 they really are, they, they keep being pulled back to the, sure. their purpose, which is to deliver crystal clear sound to people in the right places at the right time at the right volume. What we're doing and the reason why we're involved with Curtain Call quite simply is to say to all these engineers, look, um, we've changed too. We used to bring all of our speakers in from China. We don't do that anymore. We manufacture all of the speakers that we possibly can here in North Yorkshire. So if you are a sound engineer and your local pub says, look, you do sound, Fred, why don't you put a new system in for me here? That guy can ring us up and say, look, I need um, X number of cabinets. I need them this shape. I need them this size. I need them, you know, in this way. Can you make them for me, please, Andrew? And the answer is yes, of course we can. With no minimum order and a little factory that we've created up here, we can now do any colour you like. So you can blend the colour speakers to whatever room colour you want.
0: Amazing. You can have
1: them waterproof outside. Would you believe we're even making wooden grills for oh, speakers? What? So, and everyone wakes up and says to me, well, why hasn't anybody done that before? And maybe they have, I don't know. But it's much better, you know, in the environment in which we live in now and with all of our eyes towards the environment and and, and making sure that the actual grills are made from waste material. It's material that is used when they send us the, the 15 mil plywood to stop the top sheet getting damaged and the bottom sheet getting damaged. We have a three millimeter ply Right, Uh, carrier pack which normally would end up as scrap and one day we just put it on a machine and put some punched some holes in it and all of a sudden it became a speaker grill and it's lovely so so there's all kinds of things that are going on but what we're saying with Kerncall is look you may be still doing sound on a friday saturday sunday for a major band or whatever but if you're not on tuesday wednesday thursday put some speakers in at your local church yeah you know methodist hall yeah theater we've got here up in north yorkshire thankfully good good stocks of transducers we've just become the lavoci main exclusive distributor for the united kingdom which is a very very up and coming and highly respected transducer so we've got all the bits and we've got all the knowledge what we don't have is all the people that are oh, yeah. <laughs> doing the work so yes. it, 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 the curtain call the curtain call from me is if you know how to put a sound system together and you need some bits give me a call because we're not we're going to make it in england and we're not going to rob you blind it's all about it's all about we none of us like to go to a restaurant and have uh, and sit there and eat a really fine meal if we have the opportunity for a birthday or celebration and then have a wasp in a tin can buzzing in the ear yeah. from some imported mickey mouse speaker that's yeah. made out of uh, matchwood or or tin <laughs> um, and none of us want to spend if we're that way inclined tens of thousands of pounds you know, specifying a particular room or whatever it may be and then sticking two big black boxes on the wall yeah. because it just, it's rude and it's yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. And, and and none of us want to start shipping large boxes, six and a half to 7,000 miles, regardless of the cost, which is basically all fresh air into the United Kingdom. You know, why do we do that? We've got decent quality wood here. We've got craftsmen. We've got CNC machines. We can paint things. Let's do what we used to do in the Carlsborough days back in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and make the speakers here in the United Kingdom. And I think anybody out there who is not passionate about bringing things back to the UK, this is not about Brexit. This is not about you know, British rule and, and the Commonwealth. It's all about common sense. And common sense says if it's affordable and we can make it here and we can give work to people locally, that's a nice feeling. And yeah. made in England matters and made in the United Kingdom matters. And, you know, it's, it's the way forward. And very shortly we'll be telling everybody, like your good selves, if anyone places an order with us for speakers, we'll plant a tree for you. Yeah. So, because we're using the wood, so yes. so please, please think twice if ever you're buying speakers, and just look at where they're made. Yeah. And if you can do a bit for UK PLC and the people down
0: the road, you know, then that's a nice feeling. I also believe that it's it's um, sending the elevator back down, and you're what you're doing is passing on legacy. You're teaching the next generation of cabinet builders to do it themselves because you're right we have lost the art of manufacturing because it's very simple to click a mouse button and get something delivered instantly now last question what what advice would you give somebody who would like to come into this industry both both maybe a double question here both the, the sound engineering or sound industry but also someone who is 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 looking interested in what you do mm. And and kind of wants to have a career in it. What advice would you give them to start them off on the right foot? Ring me. <laughs> <laughs> I love a two word answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, my, I, I, you know what? One of the one of the one of the things that I think is really important if you run a business is to be completely transparent and accessible. And and uh, you know I have a number of graduates that write to me, send me their CV, and and when I reply to them, they say, Oh my god you're the first person that's replied to me. And I'm saying, I said, well, better than that. Than that you know, when are you going to call me? Because here's, you know, my, I said on the email, I said, he said, well, great, you know, I'll call you. I said, well, look, call me on Friday at three o'clock and let's talk about it. Let's see what we can do. So there are a number of people at the moment that are in university, and college, want to learn more about sound. And we're looking for designers and we're looking for the creative team here in the UK that will make the next new must-have Line Array or the next new must-have loudspeaker. There's so much more to do, so much further to go, and we will try our very, very best to get everybody together. So we know the market because we've got 200 distributors um, around the world. In fact, I think we're in 170 countries last time I looked. Um, so we know where the bodies are buried, but we need those embryonic creatives to come forward and say, here's a speaker for you. Here's an 18 inch subwoofer that you've never heard before. And then we'll make it and sell it around the world. And, and whoever the creative guy is, we'll either put his name on it or we'll give it a reference number that they want and they can be part of the journey. So we, we've got the we've got the ability to turn anybody's dreams into reality and I think the best way to start is to give me a ring and then we can say, right, should we do that? And if if honestly, I think it's not a good idea, I won't say it's not a good idea. I'll ask my all the people in the room that I know. So what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And generally speaking, in our industry, there aren't many people that are, you know, self-centered, to be honest. They say, well, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Let's do it. Um, and as I said earlier, if we get seven out, of 10, seven out of ten people saying that's a good thing, then we're off, we're away and we can, we can do it. So I'm very, very excited about the future, regardless of where we are presently and, and where we're likely to go, because good sound really matters. And good British sound is highly respected globally. We just need some people to come forward and say, try this, bishy. You know, what about this? What about that? And we'll get it going.
0: Andrew, that's been fascinating. I mean, I could talk to you for hours. You know, this is this is my jam. It, it's um, very much what we're trying to do is get people
1: to realise that we may not be the biggest name in the room, um, but we're probably the most passionate. I love it, and and that combination of of, of people's hard work locally and our support not only me, but Victoria as well, that, you know, we'll be there for the whole journey. And and we, you know, in a business, we offer a lifetime guarantee. We're not a one trick pony. We're not box shifters. Uh, You know, for us, it's all about the passion of, of making people's dreams reality, whether they be the listener, the
0: performer or the installer. Amazing. Andrew, thank you so much all the best have a great week and we'll chat to you soon thank you so much for your insightful answers and um i look forward to seeing you on many many more we make events calls
1: you certainly will i'll be there
0: Andrew Bishop of Bishop Sound there. Now, before I go, just a few housekeeping bits. Quick reminder that you can download and subscribe to the podcast from Apple Podcasts or from iTunes, and that way your feed will be automatically updated when we release these episodes. But you can also listen to us on many other podcast streaming services, such as Stitcher, Google Play, or the Broadway Podcast Network app check it out in the app store please rate and review our podcast if you have a spare 30 seconds or so and help us reach more live event theater lovers out there around the globe you can follow us on all the socials twitter instagram and facebook and all of them at curtain call that's all one word and you can follow me at john schwab j-o-h-n-s-c-h-w-a-b We'd love to hear from you if you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast. Get in touch with us via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned or write to me personally at john at curtaincallonline.com. Don't forget to sign up for a free profile on Curtain Call. If you are a theater, live events or entertainment professional, go to CurtainCallOnline.com. We've launched our new platform recently. Uh, Innovate UK backed us and helped us get our industries back to work. Getting our professionals supported like we've wanted to support them for ages. So doesn't matter where you are in the world, sign up for a free profile. Do it. You won't regret it. Now, it just leaves me to say a huge thank you to Andrew Bishop of Bishop Sound. Do get in touch with him if you have any questions for him. He will return your email. He will return your call. Head on over to bishopsound.com to find out more of what he, Victoria, and the team are up to these days. And I will put links in the show notes. Thank you to Shure Microphones for continuing to be our equipment sponsor. A huge thank you again always to Salisha Thomas of Black Hair and the Big Leagues podcast. If you haven't checked out her podcast, head on over to Broadway Podcast Network website or app and do just that. Lastly, a big thank you to all of you who tune into the podcast. Without you, we wouldn't be a podcast. So I look forward to bringing you even more of these pioneers soon. Stay safe and look after yourselves. Bye.